Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app at 100.3 HD2. New Year to you as we welcome in 2023 and usher out 2022. I am Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Again, with you nearly every Sunday during the regular season of the football season. Of course, I say that nearly because this is the last and final Fantasy Football Show of this season. Because if you're a maniac and playing next week, I can't help you. There's not much I can do for you. I've tried to warn folks plenty of times. Do not play your fantasy football championship into the final week of the season, which is now week 18. We're in week 17. Hopefully, you're concluding your fantasy football season with a championship today. That's the plan. If you'd like to bounce a question off of me, 312-332-3776. If it is a new year for you and you're a new listener to the ESPN 1000 family. Thank you very much for checking us out. What I do to start things off is go through all the key injuries, what you need to be aware of for today's action. And then after that, we will get after it with your phone calls. Again, 312-332-3776. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Away we go. Play action. Carr airs it out down the middle for Adams. Got it. Inside the 10. Devontae, touchdown. What a play on fourth down. All right, absolute disaster here for the fantasy football playoffs. And you know what? I'll just go ahead and get this one out of the way as well, too. Jacobs. Jacobs with running room right up the middle. Jacobs is on his way. The Raiders are going to win this game. All right, and how do we describe the Raiders situation right now for fantasy football purposes? That was a show. Yes, it is an absolute show, if you get what I'm saying here. And the Raiders, it was always going to be difficult to begin with because the 49ers are the one defense that I do concern myself with when I'm setting lineups because they're just, they've been vicious, struggling to get points against them at all costs. And so it was always going to be a tough matchup, but at least with Derek Carr, you were probably going to roll with your studs. And they do have two in Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. But I'll tell you, I was already a little bit, apprehensive about using Josh Jacobs and at this point I've made the decision in a couple leagues where I have him now I have good alternatives but I think it's okay to sit Josh Jacobs today I don't like the matchup at all I think it's hard to get away from Devontae Adams in PPR formats now if it's a standard scoring I could certainly make the argument against using Devontae Adams but it's very difficult with Jared Stidham as your starter for the Raiders to really like any options. And I'll go as far as to say, and obviously that means Darren Waller, not really on my radar today, but I'll go as far as to say I actually 
dropped Daniel Carlson in a championship game today and picked up Youngway Koo from the Falcons because I don't like the Raiders' options today when you consider they're going against the best defense in football. So, Raiders, thanks for nothing. Gino will turn around and hand it off, and there's Walker's first big run of the game. That's a huge hole. Kenneth Walker, the 21-year-old rookie, is gone for 69 yards into the end zone, and we're tied at 31. Nice. All right, so word is that the Seahawks expect Kenneth Walker to play on Sunday, so that is today. So that's good news, obviously, if you've been... If you've been relying on him so far this season, he obviously has been a godsend for you for the most part. It's a tough matchup against the Jets, and they have some interesting news as well. He angles out, throw to the end zone, and Garrett Wilson has a touchdown. What a start for Mike White and the Jets. And, of course, Mike White was cleared, so he'll be back. And so in that game, we've got a little bit more offensive production we can count on with both Walker and White going back under center for the Jets. I think Garrett Wilson, the man you heard in that clip, is the biggest biggest beneficiary and somebody who I do want to use today against that Seahawks secondary, which has been burned at times this season. So I think it's certainly worth considering using Garrett Wilson if you were a little bit skittish about using him, especially considering what he's been dealing with with Zach Wilson over the past few weeks, I understand. But with Mike White back under center, I think Garrett Wilson's a go-ahead. And for Kenneth Walker... Depending on your running back situation, you're probably going to have to rely upon him. Unfortunately, um, you know, the the catches haven't been there as much for him. And he has struggled over the last four to five weeks. He hasn't been as productive as he was at the outset. But I think at this point, you probably still are going to have to use Kenneth Walker if you've relied, on, relied upon him to this point. Second down and eight. McCoy over the middle. It's complete. Hopkins then flipped over. Here's another disaster situation. Colt McCoy ruled out with concussion symptoms. DeAndre Hopkins yesterday was also ruled out after leaving practice early on Friday. That means David Blau will be your starting quarterback for the Cardinals. And this is a very similar situation to what I just laid out with the Raiders. I really don't want any part of any Cardinals. I suppose James Conner, if you're in need of some running back help, is the is somebody who I could see using but I think my takeaway similar with the Raiders and Carlson same thing with Matt Prater I'm concerned about using him because how much are the Cardinals going to be able to move the ball how many opportunities are going to be there for him so you know obviously you're not using Hopkins Connor you probably have to um, but you know trying to win on the margins here find little ads I think maybe Prater you look elsewhere today as your kicker Blocked by Armstead. Going, he's got him! He's got him! Tyreek Hill! And the Dolphins have come back! 60 yards! At this point, you're probably aware Tua Tungvaila is gone out for this game, having suffered his third concussion. I say that because we never got an official diagnosis for that first obvious concussion. So, nevertheless, he's dealing with another concussion. He's not going to play today. The man who you heard on the other end of that touchdown on the highlight, Tyreek Hill, still a must-start at this point with Teddy Bridgewater starting for the Dolphins. I think Bridgewater's a solid game manager, somebody who will move the sticks. And I think with more so than anything else, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both being very explosive players, I think they give Teddy Bridgewater a path to having a decent day. I probably wouldn't want to use Bridgewater if I can can avoid it, but certainly you have to use Hill and Waddle, I believe. But 
with all these quarterback issues, maybe, just maybe, you can find your way to using Bridgewater. I think he's viable. Lawrence is in the shotgun on second and goal from the one. Lawrence keeps it himself. Stiff arms, Cole dives and gets in. All right, so Trevor Lawrence listed as questionable, expected to go, and the Jags and Trevor Lawrence have said uh, they basically want to play all out in this game, unlike the Tennessee Titans who folded up shop, even though, I mean, they gave a good effort on Thursday night, but when they shut down Derrick Henry, you knew exactly what their plans were. They were laying everything out and preparing for the following week when they have a win-or-die situation against the Jags for the AFC South Division. Doesn't sound like the Jags are going to be treating things the same way, though. So I think Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, uh, Evan Engram, Christian Kirk, for the most part, I think all those guys are probably a go. Jones, left side, big hole, sprinting to the end zone, touchdown Green Bay. Rodgers steps up, end zone, looks in, he's got it again. couple of Packers there for you, Aaron Jones, who's been... Finding a way to play with uh, a knee issue, but he has been increasingly limited in his snap counts over the past few weeks. So I'm starting to become concerned about using him at this point. If you haven't already jettisoned him from your lineup, Christian Watson is set to give it a go in pregame. Of course, I give you the caveat. It is a 325 kick. So I think Christian Watson, who against the Minnesota Vikings secondary that is very beatable, is a little bit of a question for me. I don't love the idea of necessarily holding out on Christian Watson until 2.30 if you don't have somebody who you're who, who can just plug in in one of those later games, of course. Uh, the late games being the Vikings-Packers at 3.25. You've also got Chargers and Rams at 3.25. And then you've got the, a couple of 3 o'clock games. The Raiders and, and Niners, of course, I've already laid out why I don't want to use many Raiders. And then you've got the Jets and the Seahawks. I'm trying to think of anybody who I would plug in instead. For the most part, most of those guys, though, I would rather start over Watson. When you talk about Garrett Wilson, DK Metcalf, obviously Jefferson, all players that uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, all players who are playing in those later windows that I would want to use above Christian Watson anyway. So... I'd say if you're waiting out, I I wouldn't feel great about holding out on Christian Watts. Maybe Deontay Johnson, who has the 720 game, is somebody who, if you had in your back pocket, you can wait then on Watson this afternoon. Make sure he's good to go in pregame. But uh, outside of that, you know, I wouldn't tempt it if you've got a good player you want to use in those early noon games. Smith steps up, and he is going to take a shot. Good piece of news. Tyler Lockett expected to play today for the Seahawks, so he'll be back, and I think he's been so productive when he's out there. He's usually very solid. I would continue to use Tyler Lockett if you have a spot for him in your lineup. And I believe, uh, you know what, let me give you this one. They do bring extra pressure, and Wentz is protected for the end zone of Dotson. He holds it in! It's a touchdown, Commanders! So Jahan Dotson has really come on as of late, and he's somebody who I think... 
may even be still sitting there out there in your free agency. So if you need an option, he's somebody who might be worth grabbing if you're looking for a Watson replacement. Jahan Dotson could be that. Of course, on the throwing end of that, you heard Carson Wentz, who is set to start for the Washington Commanders today as they have the Cleveland Browns visiting them. Wentz, of course, taking over for Heineke. And I think this is actually a good move for players like Terry McLaurin, for Jahan Dotson, and for even if you want to sprinkle in Curtis Samuel. I think Wentz is just more willing to go down the field than Heineke. And so even though it may result in more turnovers, I think there's more offensive possibility for fantasy purposes. So I like the move for our position. And when I say our, I mean, of course, fantasy football players. And um, one other note on the Washington Commanders, Antonio Gibson has officially been ruled out, which means that I think Brian Robinson is in line for a very, very heavy workload without Gibson there. And against the Cleveland Browns run defense, that is very appetizing. Hill is in. Hook is back. Blocked by the tight end, Vanette to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, Chris Olave. Chris Olave set to return today for the Saints, so that is good news. He's been very productive as a rookie so far this season. Um, it's a tough matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, who will not have this man. Hurts will run, takes it in, touchdown! Nothing in front of him except the end zone. But word is that Jalen Hurts will be available next week for the Eagles, of course, as I said, and laid out at the top, though. Hopefully nobody is relying on anybody next week. I hope, hope, hope you have pushed your fantasy football championship. Championship. To week 17. All right, those are most of the key injuries, the players you need to be aware of. 312-332-3776. Again, I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show, taking your calls and helping you win that elusive championship right here on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. They know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. This is ESPN 1000 and ESPN Chicago. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew, Irish Whiskey, and the fine folks over at Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Your turn now, 312-332-3776. If you're in your Fantasy Football Championship matchup, hopefully we can help get you the dub today here on ESPN 1000. You can also hit me up on Twitter, as always, at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Let's head on out to Will and Pilsen to kick things off. What's going on, Will? What's up, Jeff? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Willie. How you doing, man? Uh, you're going to hear that all day. Beautiful. <laughs> um, doing all right. I lost um, Derek Henry on Thursday, so it's slim thickens right now. Um, I got it's a, one, it's a, it's a football DVR, A.J. Dillon, uh, Zonovan Knight, Zach Moss, and um, uh, I think that's it. Rashad White. 
Was that the other one? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yep, sorry. so Dylan, Knight, Moss, White there, and you just need one, Will. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's unfortunate because I do think the upside with Zonovan Knight is a little bit higher. So I'm, between, I'm in the fen- on the fence here between Dylan and Knight, to be honest with you. For me, Moss and White mm-hmm. are really kind of non-starters. Um, and so I think Dylan's a bit safer. Zonovan Knight's a bit of a, you know, he's got a little bit more of more upside here. So I guess it kind of like depends on the matchup here. If, if you're feeling like a bit of a dog, maybe Zonovan Knight's to play. Um, but Dylan, I think, is a little bit safer, especially with Aaron Jones having been limited in terms of snap counts over the last few weeks. So I don't know if, you know, do you have a lean one way or the other? Are you feeling like a dog here or do you think you're the favorite? Feeling a little bit like a dog, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, then I think I might uh, swing for the fences with Zonovan Knight, to be honest with you, if, if that were the case. Okay. All right. Thanks, Rob. Right, Appreciate it, man. Thanks, All right. Good luck. 312-332-3776. Let's go on out to our friend Bill, who's in Aurora. Billy, you're on ESPN 1000, my man. How you doing? Doing well. So I was on uh, hold with your uh, producer when mm-hmm. you were talking about Josh Jacobs. I have him, but uh, I don't like the matchup. So... I could replace him with Jamal Williams, Ryan Robinson, James Cook, Miles Sanders. Only problem with Sanders is I got Devontae Smith in my lineup mm-hmm. as well. So, And you need just one of those guys. Yeah, I'd need one. Yeah, so in this scenario, I feel pretty good about using Brian Robinson, especially with Antonio Gibson ruled out. We've seen, obviously, he's getting 20, 20-plus 20 touches a week now at this point. I think he's kind of really cemented himself as the lead back. So I think that's a good option to turn to instead of Josh Jacobs. And um, and I, I would. I would definitely use him over Jacobs today. Okay, and uh, even over Miles Sanders, because I could always take Devontae Smith out. But last week, it was the opposite. So. Sure, no, um, well... So you could fle- are you saying you can flex Miles Sanders and put in Devontae instead of Devontae Smith? Uh, yeah, but then I'd have to replace Devontae with either Alave or Judy. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'd keep Devontae Smith in there. And, yeah, I like Miles Sanders, but this week I do like the matchup better for Brian Robinson. So I would use him against that Browns run defense, which is pretty soft. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bill. 312-332-3776 if you'd like to jump on in and uh, bounce your fantasy football question off of me. Let's try Scott, who's in Merrillville. Scott's been a loyal listener all season long. What's going on, Scotty? Hey, my good man. Uh, first off, Happy New Year to all you guys. And then uh, I want to say, too, a little flattery. This is the best show, and I think I've said that this um, it's the best way to wake up on Sunday if you're a fantasy fan, so I just wanted to say that. Thanks, man. I do appreciate it, Scott. Kind words. Yeah, my question is a flex. It's PPR. I, right now I have John Dotson in there. Mm-hmm. I have on the bench George Pickens, which I know I think I ask you that every week. But George Pickens. You, well, Scott, you know what? You're not the only one because I, I think I have Pickens in a couple week, a uh, couple leagues, and I feel like I'm constantly debating whether or not he's to play because especially when you look at like that wide receiver three spot for most people or a flex you know, you see the upside week in and week out, but of course with uh, Pickett or Trubisky, whoever, been, whoever, been, whoever has been manning the football for them under center, it's been kind of a nightmare. So I don't worry. You're not alone. I think everybody who has George Pickens has felt like that all season long. Yeah, so I have those two receivers. I also have Romeo Dobbs, and I know those are shootouts with the Vikings, but that's kind of my weakest. I'm not really. He's kind of far on the end. He's mm-hmm. sort of my weak one. The other one, though, that's starting to look tempting I also have uh, Cook for Monday night, and I know Cincinnati's tough, but I'm just, you yeah, know, right. like, like I said, I have, I have 
Jahan in there right now slotted, but those mm-hmm. other guys are there, and I was just wondering who you thought. So. Yeah, so and it's just a one-for-one, one, right? You only need one guy there? Yeah, just one dude. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I agree with you. Dotson's the play here. The only one who I would consider, like you said, is James Cook a little bit. But, you know, we've seen it. It's it's a 50-50 split in the backfield. Not I mean, maybe it's... Maybe it's 45-45-10 and 10 when you throw in Himes, but Singletary is clearly right in the mix with Cook. And then, you know, the biggest problem for Cook, I think more than anything, is Josh Allen is really their leading running back, right? So it certainly he could go off, but I think it's a hard bet to go with James Cook. I like the talent. so But I'd, I'd use Dotson, especially with Wentz. I think that plays more to his strength throwing down the field. So I think Dotson's the guy, Scott. Okay, you guys have a great year. Take you care. too. Thanks for the call, and thanks for the kind words. I do appreciate it, Scott. Very kind of you. 312-332-3776. Let's go on out to Tom, who's in Bridgeport. Tommy! Hey, Jeff. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy How New Year you? to you, friend. Good. I need one of these two lousy running backs for an PPR. Uh, Gus Edwards or Rashad White? Un PPR. Yeah, so I think uh, I think Gus is the play here. Unfortunately, Rashad White is a nuisance Uh whether it's him or Leonard Fournette, I don't think either guy has really established himself as a great fantasy play. It's kind of a desperation on you know a week-to-week basis with those two. And I think Gus Edwards, when he's had opportunities, I think it's you know he's proven to be pretty solid. With I haven't mentioned it yet, but we do know at this point Lamar Jackson is out. He's not going to be the quarterback, which means I think that actually for Gus Edwards helps him because I th- you don't really have to. I suppose Huntley's still a bit of a threat, but not nearly as big as Lamar is. So I think Gus Edwards actually is a a pretty solid outlook. I think he's looking at 20 carries today. So, yeah, I think Gus Edwards is the play. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave, what's up? Good morning, Jeff. Happy New Year. And thanks for another great year. No, my pleasure. uh, jump, Jump right on Scott and say my favorite show. Of all the ESPN shows, man. I appreciate um, that. I kind of, with, with the, uh, until you gave me the bad news on the Arizona, uh, not that it was, it was yeah. they were in a great situation anyways. I kind of switched my question around to add Connor in. I got two flex spots, same league. I need to start two of these guys, PPR. Connor, Dobbins, London, Brandon Cooks, Lazard, or Labe. All right, so I think I would still go with James Conner. Um, you know, do have to the good. I get the good matchup is it's the Falcons, and I think there'll be opportunities to run on their defense. And we clearly, I think, expect that with David Blau as your quarterback, you know, they're going to be leaning heavily on the run game. So I think just pure volume there, it's a pretty solid option. And then I would go back to uh, Chris Olave. Now that he's uh, going to be back for the Saints today, I think I think he's pretty dynamic. And of all the other options you mentioned, he's the one guy who is clearly just a, a difference maker. So I think, uh, yeah, I think Connor and Alave would be the plays, Dave. Thanks, Jeff. No Thanks problem. for a great year. See you next year. Absolutely. You know we will be here. Thanks, Dave. 312-332-3776 again is the number to jump on in. Let's try Mike, who is in Woodstock. Mikey, you're on the Fantasy Football hey, Show. Jeff, happy, happy New Year, and hope you have some uh, time with the family uh, after all this uh, nonsense is over. <laughs> it's it's nonsense, but we love it. And, yeah, no, I've carved out some time for sure. I will say, you bring it up, Mike, The I mentioned it last week. I was working a lot, um, hosting a lot. The one thing I'll say is, didn't love, I don't know how other people feel, did not love the Christmas Eve Saturday football slate. 
really kind of wreaked havoc where I felt obligated, obviously, for the fantasy football purposes to watch. And I wanted to, don't get me wrong, but it definitely was getting in the way of family time. And then um, the, the, you know, the Christmas Day, I guess the fortunate thing was the games were kind of duds. So it was easy to kind of put them on in the background and not play, pay super close attention. But I was not a huge fan of Christmas Eve Saturday football. And then I have to admit, the New Year's Day falling on a Sunday, nothing NFL could do about it, but wreaked havoc with last night because wanted to go out and have a good time, but certainly having to get be in here early and ready was not uh, the ideal situation. So I will be glad that we push Sunday uh, New Year's Days out into the future here going forward. Well, that's exactly. And, you know, I, I did the same thing. I was looking at Dicker or Yo or Koo or whatever mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. For, the, for the kicker. I did pick up uh, Dicker from the Chargers. But my, I don't know, you, could, you can comment on that if you want, but my question is, I've got um, Jacoby Myers and Dotson, and then I also picked up uh, Al Gear as the, from, you know, from sure, Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler Al Gear, so yep. I, I have a, it's a PPR, I have a flex position open, and I don't know, do I go with Jacoby and Dotson, or do I take either Jacoby or Dotson as my wideout and then put Al Gear in the flex spot? So... I do actually prefer Algier to Jacoby Myers. So I would go with Dotson and Algier. And then of your, I just, I will comment because you brought it up, Koo and Dicker. Now, I like Koo over my option in Carlson today, but no, I prefer Cameron Dicker for the uh, Chargers. So I think you're right with that one. But yeah, I like Algier and Dotson over Jacoby Myers. Hey, Jeff, thanks. Thanks a bunch. And, no problem. Uh, have a. Have a great year uh, and a prosperous new year. You do the same, Mike. I do appreciate it. Thanks for listening and being a very loyal listener. And again, for all the kind words, I do appreciate it, folks, because this is the final fantasy football show of the season. So much appreciated. Uh, Definitely uh, heartfelt to me when you guys come out and uh, say that those kind, kind words. So I do appreciate it. 312-332-3776. If you've got a fantasy football question, you're trying to figure out between for your championship matchup. That's what I'm here for. Uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter as well at Jeff underscore Meller. This is the fantasy football show presented by Telemordu Irish whiskey. The fantasy football show with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. That's 312-332-3776. This is the fantasy football show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Twenty twenty three feels very similar to twenty twenty two so far. Of course, we are less than nine hours into the new year. Happy New Year to year! Happy New Year to you. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemordu Irish Whiskey. If you're watching on Twitch, which you can every day, Twitch.tv/slash ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Holding up my bottle of Telemordu right now, right next to me. Makes a nice little mixer with your morning coffee. So. In case uh, you needed a recommendation, I highly do. Um, 312-332-3776, your chance to jump on in and bounce some questions off of me as we talk fantasy football. And again, hopefully win you your championship. That is the goal here. All right, so let's try Brian, who's in Crown Point, Indiana. Brian looks like he's got a QB dilemma. What's going on? What do you got, Brian? 
Do we go with Justin Fields or Joe Burrow today? Now, I've got Jamar Chase and Mixon playing as well. Ooh, you are heavily invested in those Bengals. Um, very, very interesting one. See, I think I'm still – it's very close. I have them literally right next to each other in my ranks here. I would go with Joe Burrow still. On a, you know, he's just so consistent. And my one concern, Brian, is a little bit of, especially because you're in a good spot, right? Like, it'd be different if you're giving me some other options, like maybe a Trevor Lawrence versus a Fields. I might consider Fields more. But Burrow, you know, is locked with those studs. And then my concern for Fields is, is Luke Getze as a play caller going to maybe be a little bit more cautious with him when it comes to running those design runs near the goal line, right? I do have to believe at this point the Bears organization is they're playing to win, but they're also probably treating Justin Fields as a guy who they don't want to necessarily expose to as many hits later in the season when there's not as much at stake for them as there will be going forward. So I'm a little bit concerned about it. And because you've got such a great alternative with Joe Burrow, um, I would go with the uh, stud there in Burrow. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks. You're the best, guys. No problem, Brian. I appreciate it. Uh, But listen, I understand Justin Fields. Remember, he had that uh, ridiculous performance against the Lions. I want to say, what was it, 100? Was it 186? It was an absurd number. It was well over 170, of course, with the long touchdown run that he had. um, And that wasn't even the best touchdown run of the game. Remember that short one where he uh, collided at the goal line and actually... Uh, dished out the punishment. He was the one who actually put it on the Lions defender. That was probably the more impressive run. But again, I'm concerned if you're looking at fields that they may not be willing to make that same call near the goal line. So that's just what you have to keep in mind. It's been, I'm not going to lie, it's been a disaster in terms of the way this season has played out with the car benching, um, you know, with so many key injuries to players with the Derrick Henry, you know, putting him on ice and saving him for next week. It's been kind of a nightmare for the fantasy football playoffs. And hopefully we don't have to deal with this again because it's been one of the worst ones I can remember. Let's try Kevin, who's in Oak Lawn. Kevin, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Jeff. Happy New Year. Uh, great show all year. Thanks so much for answering everyone's questions. Uh, I've got a, a quarterback dilemma. I've got Brock Purdy. Tom Brady, and Gardner Minshew. And I'm not sure who I should go with. Boy, oh boy, this is interesting here. So, I, you know, I think actually it hasn't been great. I, I understand. And I'm, I'm between Brady and Minshew because for Purdy, I do think his, uh, you know, his yardage total is kind of capped out. Like the reality is he needs George Kittle, you know, or Ayuk or McCaffrey to kind of like rip off those long gainers, which it's a great uh, a greatly designed offense, so it's possible. But I think Minshew, you see, you see his passing yardage totals are still kind of capped at around, it feels like 250, 260, right? So for me, it's it's uh, it's Brady versus Minshew here. And I think with the Carolina Panthers dealing with a key injury in their secondary in J.C. Horn, I think Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to be able to do enough there where that's the way you go. I'm a little, like, I like Minshew, but the Saints defense is pretty solid, and even though last week was uh, very productive, I think I feel a little bit safer with Brady. All right, thanks a lot, Chuck. Right, Happy no New problem. Year again. No problem. And you know what? Maybe I'll also add, because I didn't say it, the one thing you can count on with Brady and the Bucks is he seems like they're airing the ball out 40, 50 times a game. And so just to have that volume there, 
I think creates a nice floor for Tom Brady for fantasy team owners out there. Let's try Mike, who's in Lombard. Mikey, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hi, Jeff. Uh, first of all, thank you for everything that you've done and for being there this morning. My pleasure, hopefully man. Hopefully we'll, we'll see you next year. Um, I have uh, three running backs, uh, Leonard Fournette, um, Tyler Algiers, and Brian Robinson, and I'm looking for two. Now I have Dotson also okay. is one of my wide receivers. Yeah, you know, it, and it's not – I don't think it really – I think it's kind of clear-cut. I still want to use Brian Robinson – just because I think he, of those options, is the clear-cut guy who's going to see the most touches. Then I think I'd go with Algier, too, because I really like the way he's been running as of late. Um, and with the injury to Caleb Huntley, it is essentially just Algier and Patterson. And Algier has really been more the lead back. He's been getting like 60 65% of the carries to Patterson. So I think Algier is a definite must. And I said, I've, Brian Robinson's one of my favorite plays, you know, all day today because of the uh, matchup against the Browns and with Antonio Gibson out. I think uh, those are pretty easy calls for me, Mike. Okay, and just leave uh, Fournette yeah. out at this point. Yeah, just leave Fournette on the bunch, uh, bench and go ahead and use uh, Dotson as well. Okay, thank you very much. No. Have a great new year. You do the same. Thank you, Mikey. 312-332-3776. Let's try George in Racine. George! Hi. Happy New Year, my friends. Thank you very much. It's uh, January 20th, uh, coming up, the anniversary of my wife put up with me for 61 years. So that's that's an event. That is phenomenal, and, George, and something I think uh, we can all strive to. Very cool. Well, and I'm, I'm happy because Marquette beat Villanova yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you do love your uh, Marquette basketball, my friend, which I always do appreciate. Uh, but I do want well, let me give you the, uh, the early happy anniversary to you and your wife because 61 years, that is very cool. So happy new year and a happy, a happy early anniversary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'll give you kind of a bird's eye view of my team and then you can fill in. Um, I've got either Fields or Minshaw. At quarterback, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take a shot with Fields. That's not the question. What and get your kind of is it a horse of peace for you or? Pardon me. Is it a what? A horse of peace. I mean, oh. one, well, yeah. I try to limit it to one question per uh, okay, per caller, well, if possible. But I agree with you. Go ahead. Don't worry. I agree. I think without answering your question officially, George will say I agree with you. I think Fields is the guy I would go with there. Okay. So from a bird's eye view. I have McCaffrey and Stevenson and Pacheco at my flex, uh, Jacksonville and Kelsey and Butker. So my weakest point is is wide receiver. Okay. And I need to fill in two slots. And I have Zay Jones, Dotson, Gabe Davis, Slayton, and DJ Shark. And you need two of those? Two of, two of those. All right. So Dotson definitely is definitely locked in there for me. And then uh, remind me, is the PPR or no? Yes. PPR, yes, yes. Full point. PPR. Oh, half point PPR. Okay. So half point PPR. I think I'd use DJ Chark here because the Bears secondary is certainly banged up and he's really coming on. The la- he's been coming on the last three weeks or so. I think the Lions are going to be pretty, having a nice path to some points. Slayton's solid, but, you know, he's talk about limited upside with that Giants offense. He is well, again, the kind Davis, of. Well, Gabe Davis has done nothing. This well, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah, Gabe Davis is kind of. He's had a couple of, you know, if you go back to last year, a couple of huge touchdown games. But if he's <laughs> yeah, not scoring well. four or five or three touchdowns in one game, it seems like oh. he's non existent. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be shy. I'd be shying away from him. So, I think. 
I like Dotson, and actually, you know what? I was thinking Chark, but actually, I think I prefer Zay Jones over Chark. So I'd go Dotson okay. and Zay Jones as the two. Okay, thank All you right. very much, and have a wonderful year. And I appreciate, obviously, like the other gentlemen have said, your uh, your help, and you put on a great show, and we got those two guys from DePaul back in your production area. <laughs> so I Certainly. told them there's hope. And... Uh, <laughs> Just to go, I'll you, forgive, for you forgive him anyway, right, George? Yes, you forgive sir. him anyway. All right, yes, George, sir. George, thank you as always. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. He's Bye-bye. also he's speaking, of course, about uh, Jake Cantu, who's producing the show today from DePaul, and Charlie Bevins as well, who frequently has produced the show throughout the season. Would you like to retort at all, Jake, to uh, George, our our uh, Marquette alum? Uh, to be honest, I like went to, like four DePaul games, so <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> right, what's so you, going on with their program. No right worries, now. no worries. That's okay. I went to Loyola, and um, obviously, I think if anybody has listened to this station for any period of time, you know that my history with the Rambler basketball program is spotty at best. Mark Aguirre, and like that's it. That's all we know. <laughs> Listen, hey, you know what? Kudos for, to you for being aware of Mark Aguirre because he obviously was playing well before you were born. Was he was he playing before your parents were born? I'm yeah, trying to think. Probably, but it's he was possible. he was a Mavericks great. So that's okay, how we that, know. there you go. All right, Jake from Dallas. There you go. That's how he uh, f- uh, weaves that one in there. Let's try Brett, who's in Streamwood. Brett, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. What's up, my man? Um, I I just had a question. You know, I actually I was screened before, but I forgot there was another. I need a another second running back. Okay. I, I, I'm going to lock in a- ATN, but I got McKinnon. I forgot to also add. I got Najee Harris and. J.K. Dobbins and Dylan to go through. I know the game that uh, McKinnon had against Denver last time, but so I'm not sure. You've got McKillen. I'm sorry, McKinnon, Dylan, Dobbins, and Harris, and you need one of those. Was is that right? Uh, yes, Najee Harris. I, I took Najee Harris out because I yeah. just wasn't sure about yeah, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, it's, it's that is a tough matchup, but. <sighs> And the problem with so you're right. Look, Jarek McKinnon has gone off the last couple of weeks, broken some big plays, but there's limited you know touches for him, right? Like he's yeah. honestly going to see. So I can't predict if he's going to rip off one of those long touchdowns. I mean, this is a PPR, so I mean, I don't know. I just no, remember the game that he had against Denver, right? Yes. That he that he pulled off like monstrous points. Yeah, no, and it's it's a fair point for me. It's between McKinnon and Harris here, and you know the one thing with. Harris against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense has really figured things out since they made the trade for Roquan Smith. So I'm a little bit concerned. And in the PPR format. I'm salty about that with the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I hear you. I think for me, I would actually lean McKinnon just for the big playability. And I don't like the matchup for Harris. And the other guys are a little bit lower on my list. So I think I'd, I'd play McKinnon here in the situation because the PPR, I think he's a safe floor of about five catches. So, And if he gets into the end zone, you'll feel, you'll feel pretty good, obviously. Yeah, I don't want to miss those points. I was just, just, just thanks for your help. I appreciate it. And yeah. have a great new year. No problem. You thanks. too, Brett. Thanks for the call. Again, 312-332-3776. One more segment to go for the season. Here on the Fantasy Football Show, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and, of course, the fine folks at Twin Peaks. 312-332-3776. Last chance now on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back. 
with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the fantasy football show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Twenty twenty three year, but final fantasy football show of the season, if that makes sense, of course, because we will not be here next week. It is week 18 in the NFL, but we will not be here because honestly, I can't help you. I've tried to warn people time and time again. Do not play fantasy football in week 18 if it is at all avoidable. Just too much to deal with. Too many unknowns. Doesn't really make it fun. Week 18 for me is for daily fantasy. That is when it is the perfect time to go ahead and find whatever app you prefer and play your daily fantasy that week and go all in figuring out what players you think might have a path to an unusual workload because it's just for fantasy season long dealing with week 18, the final week of the season, too much of a headache. And the truth is that the what the NFL has done in eliminating the second buy in the conference has kind of wreaked havoc with teams because there's not a whole huge difference between the two, three, four seeds. Certainly, if they end up playing playing, you'd rather be at home. But I think because like the Eagles are essentially locked in, the Vikings are playing their players, but. How hard are they really going to push, right? Because they're in this situation where they, even if they need to win their final two games, they need the Eagles to lose their final two games. And so the likelihood of this playing out is, you know, not very high. And so I think the NFL has kind of created a situation where, in hopes of making it more competitive down the stretch, they have actually incentivized teams to make sure they're looking after their players more so in these last couple weeks. Hence, we get the Jaguars and Titans where the Titans obviously benched Derrick Henry on Thursday night and really just just a a brutal blow for anybody who was able to ride Derrick Henry all the way to their championship game only to not have him not because he was injured but because the team wanted to preserve him for the final week so it's been a bit of a debacle so I would highly implore people if you are playing in your championship game next week if it's a two-week thing just remember it this time next year when you're setting up your league. Don't play your championships in week 18. It is, a, it is not a, a great, great way to go out and close out your fantasy football playoffs. All right, I've got, uh, I've got three Joes hanging on the line here. So let's go with the uh, triple, the hat trick of Joes to close things out. Joe is in Wicker Park. Joe, thanks for listening. You're on the Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemardu. All right, which of these three receivers in full PPR? Okay. Dotson, Dotson, Shark, and Slayton. Yeah, for me, that one's a pretty easy call. I like uh, Jahan Dotson, especially with Carson Wentz under center. I think he is actually um, a better fantasy quarterback 
maybe than real life quarterback. And I think uh, the beneficiaries are likely to be the receivers there, not just Dotson, but I think McLaurin and uh, Curtis Samuel both benefit as well from Wentz being the guy who's more willing to go down the field. Let's try Joe number two in Elmwood Park. Hey, Joe, you're on the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Miller. What's up, man? Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Um, so I have got a question here. I've got Godwin, Jefferson, and Metcalf at wide receiver, but I keep reading that Sauce Gardner is supposed yeah, to be on shut down corner on mm-hmm. Metcalf, so I'm a little worried about starting him this week. My question is, do you think I should keep him there, like a set-and-forget kind of thing, mm-hmm. or should I replace him with um, Garrett Wilson or DeAndre Swift? I also have Algier at, at Flex on a PPR league. So... For me, I have a I have the exact same dilemma between Wilson and Metcalf, and you you laid it out exactly. Sauce Gardner is the one cornerback in football right now who does concern me. He's had a ridiculous rookie year. Teams don't even throw at him anymore. I do think Seattle may try and force the issue with DK Metcalf a little bit today, but okay. with you having Garrett Wilson, I, I actually like him as a matchup better against the Seattle secondary with Mike White at quarterback. It'd be different, obviously, if Zach Wilson was still starting, but he's not. So because Mike White got clearance, I would, I'm would i using Wilson over Metcalf in my own personal league today. So obviously I'm giving you the same advice. I'd use Garrett Wilson over DK Metcalf. Awesome. Okay, thank you. I also think that you know Lockett coming back might take some targets away. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about the lack of targets for Metcalf, because Lockett's there. It's more because, you know, I think Sauce Gardner has proven him to be the one true shutdown corner in the league right now. I mean, Jalen Ramsey certainly scares some people, but I think you can certainly get some points off of him. Gardner, though, teams are just not throwing at him at all this season, and he has been following around some of the best wide receivers in the league. So, yeah, I, I, I like Garrett Wilson. All right, let's uh, conclude it with our final Joe, Joe in Plainfield. Joe, what do you got? Oh, I need this title with all my soul, Jeff. So I got Kenneth Walker uh-huh. or Brian Robinson. I love it. Do you know why? Because I feel good about Brian Robinson. Antonio Gibson being out, I think, leads the path to Brian Robinson having a big day, especially against the Cleveland Browns, whose run defense has been porous all season. So I like that call. I like when they're easy for me to feel comfortable with, not really any hesitation from me. Brian Robinson over Kenneth Walker for sure. All right, folks, that just about does it for me today here on the Fantasy Football Show and concludes another great season. I want to say thanks to my man Jake Cantu behind the glass for producing today and also to Charlie Bevins and Kendra Smith, who also produced throughout the season. Thank you to them for making the show possible. Uh, go ahead now. Go out there and get yourself, folks, that championship you desire as I try and find my championship. There we go. All right, good luck to everybody out there. Thanks for listening all season long. And you can hit me up on Twitter as well, Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. I'll try to answer any questions before noon. And I will be up at 10 with Dion Miller with your Bears pregame coverage. Up next is Tyler Aki. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemurdu Irish Whiskey and the folks at Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.